everybody. This is episode 27 of Hot Cakes in the Kitchen. We are on the road again. We are up in the kitchen at Art in the Loft. Thanks for our guest, Justin Cooper. Thanks for traveling all this way. It's called the Culinary Arts Kitchen. Right? That's it, you got it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And it's gorgeous. I've been up here a handful of times. Yeah. And, uh, it's really Sometimes I just come here and make my own meals. <laughs> just box it up and take it home. It's a lot nicer. <laughs> All right. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram, on social media, to search Hot Take from the Kitchen. And our email address, hottakefromthekitchen at gmail.com. It is H-O-T-T-A-K-E-F-R-O-M-T-A-T-A-I-T-C-H-E-N at gmail.com. And we have not one, but two emails today. Active mailbag. Yes. Have you spelled that out every time? Yes. Is that the 27th time you spelled that out? Yes. Wow. Not counting the times he's at home in the mirror practicing. Practicing. <laughs> right, it's on your desk. You got this, man. You got this. All right. Our first email is from a former guest from two episodes. It's Griffin James. And he's laying out a challenge to you two. I like it. He says, this weekend, I challenge Steve and Justin to a game of putt-putt at Leeds to determine the best putt-putt player ever World of Pup Club. Winner receives a trophy probably made by Family Enterprise and Bragging Rights. Pick a time, guys, and design. P.S. What's your worst guilty pleasure song? His is Pub Pumping by Chumbawamba. Oh, man. This is pretty good. I've got, I already got it in my head. I already know what it is. So do I. You guys are going to hate this. Rick's going to love this one. It's really much better by George. Nice. Ooh. Absolutely love this one. That's a really good song. Um, so there's a lot to unpack, so let's start. So we've known about this. We have a throwdown for a little bit. Right. Um, the biggest thing I'm worried about, and I'm sure Greg would open it for us, is so we have, we're fighting leather. Big time. And then, of course, if he's going to open it. But I think he would for us. For a one-time thing. Yeah. Sunday would work best for me. I don't know. Saturday, I'm helping out with the, the beer festival. That's oh, yeah. Right outside yeah. the window here. Sunday will be great. So Sunday, Griff, is on. Um, I mean, we can both agree that we think Griff's not going to win, right? No, well, I, so I was going to go one up. So I know you guys know I got my gimbal. I was going to do the whole thing. I was going to do the whole thing live. So, and like, I think I was play by play. I just think she would come along and... Um, we get commentary in the back. I just think it could really could just add a whole wow. other level of pressure. And so, but yes, I know there's a trophy involved that I do know that. Um, he's excited about this. I just have to, pretty good. Have to say one other thing. I don't know how much of a Leeds guy you guys are, but I know enough about Leeds to know that it's nice as to pretend that we're all great at putt putt. The one true putt putt champion is Kate Skiba. And I do it's know, true. I, I okay. low score. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I do know if I didn't Leeds mention it's that. It's in the 30s, right? I don't know. It's low enough that it makes you wonder, like... It's like a two a hole per, I think is what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I just... Game. We're not touching that. You can recognize no. game. Right. So, right. Um, I, I know Preston would appreciate that, too. Lisa's yeah. an open you can always put her in. Yeah. No, yeah, I think you get it in the door. There you go. So, there you go. Yeah. There's options. There oh, and then your guilty pleasure song? Oh, um, by Hanson. 100%. I mean, <laughs> okay. that was a formative, uh, I was a, it was a formative year of my life. Uh, eight, go, from 8th grade going into ninth grade. And it uh, spoke to me. It's, the lyrics are killer. So the easy one for me, the first song that came into my head it was Don't Stop Believing by Journey. 
Like, I'm not that guilty though. Right. Don't be, I, you know, yeah, so, yeah. right. So I don't know if that's really guilty, but I'll tell you a song that, and Allison's probably know where I'm going to go with this, Sushi here to talk about it. I've done some DJing lately for here on distributors at different parties, and there's a song that it seems like everybody likes now. Like, you could play it, and right. everyone at first kind of looks at themselves, and then, like, by the time it gets going, everybody's singing it. And that's Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus. Oh, and I don't know what it is about that song, but every time I play it, it makes people happy. And so everyone will like it now, too, just because it makes it real. I'll tell you a quick story. Actually, Jeff Mindock, you guys know Jeff, yeah. right? We were going to go down and travel to Lansing for a grant ceremony through the state of Michigan, find out about grants that we both wrote for our arts nonprofit. It's going to be a big deal, and I hope he's watching right now, but I made a playlist for us to go. Well, he, he had some things come up, and he couldn't come with me. That was the capstone song of that playlist. <laughs> and that's what we were going to be driving into Alpena, listening to on the way back from Lansing. So uh, that's a fantastic choice. I don't know <laughs> think I have any issues with that. So, yeah. <laughs> we all need to secretly judge each other now. Yeah. Be like, judging you while we're switching players out. Yeah, and we can end it now. It's fine. It's been a great time. All right. Our second email comes from Anonymous. Pat, viewers or listeners will know who Anonymous is. Anonymous is. So she writes, hello, Brad and Steve, for your upcoming race you are putting on, what do you plan on dressing up as? I don't know. Well, that's interesting because last year you dressed up as a director. Yes. And I love doing it again. I didn't dress up last year, but now I kind of, now that she mentioned it to me, I feel the obligation to dress. So how about, can I table that until next week? Yeah. Give me some time to think about it. What's, I know, the, what's the race? Well, uh, great segue, so why don't you go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, no, you're, no you're right. On November 3rd at the Alpena Fairgrounds, I'm putting on the second annual Thunder Bay River Costume Run. Oh, right. So there's a right. mile event and then a 5K event. Good turnout last year, and about 60, 65 people show up. Yeah. Hoping to improve on that this year. So we'll see. You have to dress up. Uh, you don't have to dress up to participate, but it's highly encouraging. Right. I'll be honest, we had more people dress up last year than I thought we would. Right. Yes. Was that fair? Yeah. Okay. Because um, there was group costumes. Yeah. More people showed up last year than I thought there were. It was a cold, rainy day. And well, it wasn't super rainy, but there was, right. it was your typical. Fall. It was, it was cool. Yeah. Uh, we are nervous about them. We pushed it back a week to hopefully gain some of those marathoners that are in right. October that hopefully they'll come over. And of course, it could be a little bit colder. But I mean, that's why you dress up. Yeah. Okay. We're planning on getting immersion so we can have some place to warm up. So. Oh, lots of hot cocoa. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Also, this has nothing to do with what we're talking about, kind of, but I noticed that Christine. I saw that you, I found it, you shared it, that they're doing a Santa, like a Halloween, or a holiday race yeah. down the parade route now for Christmas parade. Oh. Just before the parade starts, it'll be like a one mile run. Wow. If you want to dress up and then run down. Cool. Like, I'm in for this. This one, I'm excited. Huh. They were talking about it Saturday when the report from the street run. Probably came out so early. Yes. Hot take subject is Tiger Tiger Woods, y'all. I'm mm -hmm. for the first time in five years. It's 80th career run. 
with, and I'll admit it, I got a little emotional when I almost cried. No, I didn't almost. There was tears. Well, not to belittle your emotional outburst, but, but, but no, Brad is a crier, so like. Oh, okay, okay. right. Yeah, so I mean, him crying. It's like, all right. Like every time that comes on here. Yeah, exactly. So the thing I wanted to talk about this really quick was they say it's the greatest sports comeback of all time. Mm. So I've been thinking about it on an awful day. I'm waiting to hold out judgment until next year. He's done amazing things this year, but if he can put it together next year, it'll be it probably will be the greatest comeback. Yep. I like it. So I just, no, I just wanted to get your thoughts. And he wins those two majors next year. Oh man! Would you consider him, even if he doesn't do that? Would you consider him the goat of golf? Yeah, even before. He I mean, came. obviously modern era. Right? Sure. Um, even yeah. before he came back this year, right? I was the greatest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not the biggest golf person. So I'm gonna say Jack. But just please well, get the more major. But I mean, I'm not. The the book on Tiger's not closed yet. I mean, he could have he could have a really great Ryder Cup showing, and that would probably do it for me. I mean, he's historically not performed the best at Ryder Cup, right? You know, right. so it'll be interesting to see. That's what he's done for the game of golf. Well, look oh, at those areas. What was happening yesterday in the 18th hole? That was probably the people just. Rory McIlroy was like, "I'm out of here. Yeah, I can't handle this." Dude, he's feeling in there. All I can think of is, man, we need some more security here. Oh, it kind of did have that. It's crazy. crazy though, right? For him to be removed, right? I thought it was crazy. My brother and I were talking about this. For him to be removed that long without waiting for like a minute, he's doing it again. It's like everybody. Somebody, I think it was Alex Tarkin, shared a Twitter video of Tiger walking down the green with all that going on, playing where the hood at. And it's just amazing. <laughs> it's everything you think of it is. That's pretty yeah, incredible. So, uh, another video I saw, I think it was a scratch or something. Just have them sitting there holding the laptop, yeah. playing the videos yeah. of all the people saying the back of the Oh, that's pretty good. At the end, he closes it and just smiles. Like, <laughs> it's fake. Preston made sure to tell me that's fake. I don't think it's fake or not. It's not that fake because people always have said that. I go, it's obviously an edited and chopped up video. I mean, that video Next one. We're running along today on the video. We are. It's not a bad thing. All right, sorry. Yeah, no, but it's not you. <laughs> Our second. Topic is the Lions beat the Patriots last night. Oh, the first one of the season. I kind of figured it was I had a gut feeling. I thought about saying it last week. But well, you should have. I should have. I did not think they were going to beat the Patriots. I really didn't. But, I mean, I'm ecstatic about oh, yeah. the whole thing. So. And they finally got a 100 yard rusher. That was a big deal. He's fast as hell, Actually, what I'm really surprised is. He was a, his first contact. He's still able to really you know, still put on some yards after that first set. So it's just a matter of time. The, the blind fan that I am, he's gonna get hurt next week because we can't have that thing. Well, no, 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 it's taken away. You get one thing. <laughs> yeah, you, you beat the Patriots. Okay, there's your season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Do you think Belichick was like, all right, Patricia, then I'll give you this? Like, I know it's a big deal for you. Uh, I don't think. I don't think Tom Brady would have that. No, I, I do think that Tom Brady and his whatever Tom Brady-ness took that and stored it back in his mind. Right. And the Lions ever play them again, like, it's even fuel, with yeah. Edelman, I think. Right, right, right. Yeah. 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 You remember that? Oh, yeah. 
brings up another question from the past year. Yeah, that's fair. They are trying. To, they were trying to trade their best tight end in the offseason. To the tight, or to the yeah. It was obvious last year that everything you've heard from Gronk to Brady to Apple, the Patriots want to rebuild. They are ready to hit the reset button and rebuilding and blow it all up. Um, but you know. They really wanted to trade Brady, right? I mean, but they just... Well, they couldn't do that. Yeah. Well, there, there would have been riots in Boston. <laughs> so, it's just a really interesting thing. I mean... Yeah. And the Patriots don't just give up on people unless they know something's going on. Right. Because they traded all these other players before that people thought were amazing. And they just went off the cliff. Right. All right. Topic number three is Twitter locks out James Wood because of a tweet from July. Hmm. Yeah, I, I thought the whole thing was interesting. I just thought it was worth bringing up because it doesn't matter what he said, but the fact that they essentially told him that if you take it down and say what you were, or take it back essentially, we'll let you talk again. Right. And it's this whole like talking on both sides of your mouth free speech thing, right? We want to have free speech, but you have to say what we want you to say. So <laughs> I found the whole thing very easy. I don't even think it was very, I mean, it wasn't like an even offensive tweet. You know, I no. can see it was like an offensive tweet. Yeah. It's demeaning towards it was all about trying to influence the election. Yeah, but it was all done in, in like a hard. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Right, right, so I don't know. Well, I think, I think if you're looking to James Wood for your political. <laughs> what should I do this year? Let me ask James Wood. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I guess. Right. You know? <laughs> Yeah, so it's crazy, huh? Yeah. Right, and our last topic is okay is finally acceptable in Scrabble. Is there anything we would like to add? I thought about that. I mean, wow. First of all, how many times did you have the letters O and K and it was available and now that you can actually put it on the Scrabble board? So just two letters weren't acceptable, but you could say You could have done O K Y right, right, yeah. I haven't played Scrabble before, so, so I'm a big word of my thing that I think would be fun if you could just add it one time. Everything alright? Yeah. Okay. Name. No. That's okay. No, it's not. We're not recording. Oh, well, we were recording here. Yeah, we could always backtrack. That'll be fine. So, we could figure You probably could, actually. So, yeah, so I thought it would be cool if you could maybe add names sometime. And I guess you could just do that with friends. Say, right, uh, right. You can play that. You mark that real like proper down. Yeah. yeah, I think that would be fun. Yeah. So. I thought maybe the LOL or OMG. Ah, I like WTS. Right. That is uh, good. You get some good combos out of that, I think. Yeah. So we're on the trivia. We are on the first. We didn't have anybody answer the trivia questions. No, we didn't. So you, what it was the question? Maybe Justin went off it. Port of Alpena was originally laid out in 1840 and was named Anamaki Chippewa's chief, who signed the treaty of 1826. What does Anamaki mean? Anamaki? Isn't that what you call like your yearbook? Yes. Yeah. English version. Okay, all right. <laughs> 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 like, what do I win? Uh, it's thunder. Thunder. Animati Bay. Thunder Bay. Uh, I didn't know that. Uh, that's good. Yeah. 
it's a righteous trivia question for Alfie. That's great. So uh, this week, this week's question is: In 1848, the Alpena area was renamed by the city founders after a political candidate. It stuck until 1858 when it was changed back to Alpena. What was the name of Alpena in 1848? What was it changed to? So go ahead and answer on this video. You can comment on there. And then I am going to post something this week, hopefully like Thursday, with something that will have to do with the question, like a picture, and then the question, and people answer that. I've decided that would help them along. So I'm going to do that. Things have slowed down for a little bit for me. So I'm going to be able to create little things like that. I'm excited for it. So. All right, well, that kind of wraps it up. I appreciate everyone that tuned in Facebook Live, and we'll figure out how a lot to get in on the top, <laughs> which is amazing. I don't want to think it was my fault. It's, it's all right. I'm so, so excited. I know. This is the worst thing that happens is they were having the elevator right up here. I probably got no. two amps. <laughs> yeah. Here, before that goes dead, here, because we need to see this. Uh, this is the loft, and I yeah. want you guys to proudly represent the loft when you're drinking your hot or cold beverages. Oh, oh so, I like Right. So, a little gift to Thanks for coming up here, guys. Appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, they're not monograms. Um, but if you go to Family Enterprise, they'll do it for you. Oh, so, no, this is, yeah. this is awesome. Yeah. Perfect. Cool. So. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. Now I've got to keep it away from Allison. <laughs> so, all right. Well, she takes more pictures and posts on Facebook than she can have. But. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, we'll make sure you tune in because this is going to be we got lots to talk about this five. And uh, we'll get through it all, and then I'll talk to you guys next week. Justin. Hey, hey. Uh, so why don't you, for our viewers that don't know you at all, uh, why don't you first say what you do? Right. And then uh, kind of tell a little bit about yourself. I can do that. Yeah. All right. You know, whenever WBKB interviews you, I'm sure you know, they have you spell your name. Yeah. Right? I'll, I'll spare us. Yeah. Um, might go make the video too long. So, uh, so my name is Justin Christensen Cooper. That's a hyphenated name, so just in case you guys know. But I'm the executive director up here at Art in the Loft. Um, <clears throat> as far as this role goes, I've been in at Art in the Loft for, this is my fifth, fifth year, it'll be sixth year after the turn of the year. Um, my prior capacity was the gallery coordinator. That was a position that the gallery has pretty much always had since their existence. Art in the Loft opened up in 2001. Um, and then the board knew that we were growing and we needed to grow. And they, to do that, you need the next step up, which is an executive director of a nonprofit organization someone that can kind of oversee all the pieces of the puzzle. And uh, they put me in an interim position to see if not only if it worked for the board, but it also worked for me. Is, is this like 
before I bite off a whole bunch I can, you know, that I, that I can't chew, is it something I would want to do? So we did a year um, of an interim. And then, uh, so this is now nine months into the full-blown deal. So uh, things that I do in this position are <clears throat> oversee our staff. So we have a, a part-time staff of a uh, education coordinator, Amanda Kuznicki, who oversees our culinary and visual arts and forms those programs. We have Brooke Stevens, which does our, she's our uh, Ready, Set, Create coordinator. She teaches over 400 fourth graders every single year up in this facility, free to them, free to the schools, which is great. Um, we have our REACH coordinator, which is Denise Cooper, happens to be my mother. I don't know if you guys have had a chance to meet her or not, but uh, she runs our newly minted REACH program. It's in its third year, but it's growing so exponentially that we had to kind of upgrade her title and that's just, that's her only position up here now. And that's where it brings um, uh, Thunder Bay Junior High, Alpena High School, and Pied Piper students, um, all students with special needs, into the kitchen, into the classroom to do culinary and visual arts learning. And then we have Linda Sunnison, our uh, bookkeeper, does all of our number crunching, uh, writes our checks. Uh, Rick Hasso, our gallery manager, he oversees our artists and the layout of the gallery and special events. And then we have some uh, gallery associates as well, Adrian Perrier and Kingsley Craft. Um, she just joined us, actually, uh, from the DDA. So she's doing DDA and uh, stuff over here, too. That's awesome. So, so I over, kind of oversee what they do on a daily basis, make sure we're hitting our major goals for the year. Um, are we executing our programming that the way we want to do? Are we reaching our number? Our mission is to get as many people through the gallery, not only appreciating artwork, but being hands-on with it. Um, and if you're hands-on with it, then you have a better appreciation for it, meaning you might incorporate that more into your life. Um, and how can the arts... Um, visual arts, culinary arts, all things representing fine art, how can that really better your life? And not only your life in general, but your life in Northeast Michigan. And that's by tapping into the artists we have, um, getting their talents up here. We, when we have cooking um, instructors or instructors in the classroom, they're all local to the area, which I think it really exemplifies the talent we have in this area too. So that's our job, to not only promote our area, but to do it through the arts. So we're um, doing a lot of different things. We got I'm sure we'll talk about it, but we have a lot of public art going on downtown as well. Um, and so that's, that's growing. It's great. It's going great. So where did you go to school at? So, well, I graduated from Albina High School uh, back in 2001. And then uh, I'm an alumnus of Michigan State University. So, sorry, Steve. No, well, I knew that. But I wanted to <laughs> give you a chance to. Oh, anytime someone could <laughs> kind of beat the chest a little bit, I'll give them the opportunity. So. I'm proud because we actually won this weekend. So I'll take it. <laughs> you guys had a bye really early in the season. Uh, it's two years in a row now. Yeah, we like, like have two games and then a bye. I'm like, what does that do? Nothing. It's kind of weird. That's really weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, you kind of talked about your journey here. So right. yeah. why don't you tell us a little bit about how Art and Loft started and maybe yeah. uh, how it's where it is today. Right. So, so it was a journey that um, at the time I was actually a senior in high school, and I remember the newspaper articles coming out about Art and Loft. This this art gallery on the top of the center building. At the time, the center building was um, a variety of different things. There's like a clothing store and then there's like a scrapbook store and kind of a, a mishmash of stuff. But, uh, you know, now we got it going on pretty good in this building. But um, in 2001, so there were some business leaders, some local artists, and they kind of formed this little cohort of what could we do with this space? Um, 
Chuck and Karen Bennett were, were part of the co-founders of that. They, they actually owned the building. And so they were heavily involved in getting the space cleared out. They worked with some local artists and they wanted to do a one-time show. So they were planning this <clears throat> well early into 2001, the, uh, throughout the summer. And then they chose an ending date I, I, or an opening date of this one-time show. Um, but before it opened, 9-11 hit. So then they got back together and like, wow, that just happened. Should we even do this now? You know? Um, but ultimately they decided, well, it's even a better reason to do it. Right. Cause it was a, our country was definitely feeling, um, a togetherness after that happened. And I think they even had a, an even better turnout because we were bringing people together up in the loft through art and through that art show. And so, I mean, there, you know, that opening show, there's probably 300, 400 people up here is astronomical. I wish I would have been a part of that to see it. Um, so the one-time show ended of all the local artists being involved, and they said, well, we got to keep this going, keep the train rolling. So eventually they, they kept a regular um, calendar of shows and then uh, <clears throat> worked into, well, to, to really make this a go, we need to pursue other avenues of getting revenue. So they got their nonprofit status, which opened them up to um, memberships and sponsorships and grant funding. So in, I think it was around 2004, 2005, they got their nonprofit status. Um, started hiring on staff, so it just wasn't volunteer run, um, and then growing throughout that. Uh, and then I came in uh, in 2013, and we saw even new ways to grow that mission uh, by building our educational programming, expanding what our artists can do and how they can show things up here. And then, and then the real challenge, and we're still not struggling with it, but wanting to find new ways, is you know part of the allure. I would say you know definitely the part of the allure of Art in the Loft is the space we have. We're, we're very blessed to have the space we have and just use art as a, to showcase our space. Um, but now we're finding ways. What, how can we expand our mission outside of these walls and what can we do to, to really bring our residents of Northeast Michigan together? Maybe that isn't happening up here, but, um, and, and maybe it's at other parts of the state. So, so I think that's a great segue sure. to, I know there I, I had in my mind about four things I want to talk to you about. So right. let's, <clears throat> let's move outside and then we'll come back in. All right. Okay. So I know you guys have had some, uh, some of the vacant buildings around town, right? Yeah. Yeah. Some art on there. So let's, right. let's talk about that. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Um, this was uh, gosh, it came so it happened so quick. Um, myself and our, our, at the time, vice president of the board, Karen, Ben and I were brainstorming on what can we do to get the artwork out into the streets and get the artwork, you know, are we doing workshops out in the pocket park or are we traveling up to Roger city and put on something, uh, an exhibit out there. And then we thought everything we're doing really goes back to our youth of the area. You know, one main way is our young artist exhibit that we have in April where we showcase over 600 works of art up in the gallery. Um, and we're going all over the place from over to Hillman to Posen to Joburg to Onaway, all these places showcasing that we're like, man, so many people are drawn to that. We, that's the, our best month. And in those 30 days, we have the most visitors we ever have in the year. And you would think like holiday times or the summer, but month of April just kills it because every single one of those students that has an artwork up here, they have their family and they have their grandparents, their uncles and their brothers and sisters. They all want to see it. So we wanted to tap into that. And one way we could do that was to showcase our student work, but also beautifying our downtown while we did that. And so if people haven't seen, we have, we've got three main areas right now. We were taking artwork from our REACH program, our Ready, Set, Create program, and our Saturday morning art program, which is five through 12-year-olds. Uh, and we wanted to put their work out in the streets. And so we partnered up with the DDA. They chipped in $1,000 to make this happen. 
uh, Ryan over there, Omega, awesome dude, um, really helped and pitched in and got these high quality scrims. And they're the kinds that cling to the window. And so like, if you're in the building, you can still see out. Um, but you can, it's such a vibrant color on, on those empty spaces. So this is a pilot program. We wanted the, um, to feature that student work in the windows, kind of get feedback from not only our residents, but the building owners and what does it mean to them to have artwork in the windows and just try, kind of start there. What, what was the, the response to that? Well, what we've heard back from the building owners that they love it. They would actually like to see it rotate throughout. Maybe we feature a different student every month or something like that. Um, but then, then the DDA saw it as a way to incorporate it into their branding of these empty spaces downtown. So, um, you know, what is it, if there's art in the window, what does that mean? It means the building is, is available, right? And it's bringing positive attention. Where it kind of unifying the look of these uh, empty spaces downtown <clears throat> where, you know, a building owner might buy a for sale sign from Home Depot. Another might have one banner made up at Omega or whatever. But this way it kind of unifies it all. So if you see this bright, colorful artwork that you, uh, a potential, you know, renter or whatever building uh, owner might, might want to see that as a space that, that they could come and use and open a business in. Uh, like I said, a nice thing is you can go inside, you still get all that natural light, so it's not making it dull or dim. It's um, it's actually just bringing positive attention to those empty spaces. That's awesome. Something that I was happy to hear is I remember, <clears throat> it was either last year or two years ago, the DIA posted art around town. Yeah. And you can go around program. and walk around. And, right. And I guess <clears throat> my whole point, what I was saying is I know you said you were talking about getting art here right. out to other communities. And right. I thought... How awesome is that, that, you know, the DIA did that for Alpena, but right. Alpena is able to do it for some of these more rural communities. Right, exactly. That's really awesome. Yeah. Um, so the next thing is probably the most popular thing by far. Everybody and their brother within, a, <laughs> right. uh, within whatever radius knows about uh, the, the mural. Right. Okay. It's, it's a huge thing. Um, you have a really, today was a big day, or yes, yeah, today was a big day for the mural. Today's a big day for the mural. Yeah, uh, so. Um, I guess let's start at the beginning of how the mural started. Great. Yeah. Uh, funny or not, this was, uh, this is actually, um, <clears throat> my very first meeting that I ever sat in as at the time I was, um, the, uh, you know, the gallery position, um, coordinator, uh, the very first meeting I sat in in that role was about the mural. Tony Hendrick, our mural artist from Grand Ledge was up to talk about, potential ideas and locations and all this kind of thing. And so that my first day on the job started with the mural. Um, five and a half years later, I don't didn't think I'd still be doing it, but <laughs> <laughs> project should have been, you know, it was, but uh, so we worked with Tony. He is, um, wow, clicking my pen. That would actually record really well, wouldn't it? If I just click my pen it's, the whole time. Yeah, you want to, <laughs> my favorite things that you brought up. Yeah, One of my good, favorite things great. is, I always try to give the pod a brief listen before I post it. Right, right. And I texted Brad. And I was like, "Dude, where was that bird? What is that? Where was that bird outside your window the whole time? The back? whole time." And he's like, "What are you talking about? There was no bird." Right, and then right. he listens to, it. "Dude, I don't know where that bird was, <laughs> but it's just funny when you get into it. You right. don't really realize. No, you don't. Know, right. And I know. And that's just a you know yeah, habit. Yeah. Man, so, anyways, we um. This was before my time, but our, our board and the staff at the time had contracted with Tony Hendrick um, to do a smaller scale project, kind of in the same vein, getting community members involved to help design it. They did a call for art and all, all that art got incorporated into it. But it's kind of a lesser known public art in town, and it's a mural that's on the wall, um, kind of in the little gazebo area or the outside um, I don't know, patio area of the Cancer Center over at what is now Mid-Michigan. At the time, we were working really closely with what it was called uh, 
in the Regional Medical Center. And uh, so what Tony did is he was not only um, contacting and getting a hold of those that were undergoing cancer treatments, but cancer survivors or you know, victims of cancer in their family, things like that, um, and getting ideas. What are some things that you would like to look at when you're visiting um, people in the hospital, you're getting treatments yourself? And uh, artwork and being positive and bright colors all came to mind. And so Tony really, really used that as the emphasis for that mural. Um, and so we got a lot of community members around to call for art and they ha actually helped paint the different pieces that went into it. And so it's kind of on a little cur it's on a curved wall that's in there. You have to actually be in the, in the center to see it. Um, so, you know, a lot smaller scale, but in the same vein of getting community members involved and, and Tony heading that up as the lead, uh, artist as talent as he is. Um, we knew we always wanted to bring him back and, and we, and we wanted to do it in a really big dramatic way. And uh, so we he, we asked him to put in a pitch for another what's another artwork that we could do. At the time, we we knew we wanted this wall. Worked with Chris and Missy Lefay who owned the building, and they were on board. And um, then it just came down to what could it be, and how could we uh, bring the community into it. And so he pitched the idea of using at the time uh, Thunder Bay National Marine Sanctuary was like blowing up. There's they're just starting their glass bottom boat tours and shipwrecks were becoming a thing of, that people wanted to come up and, and visit. And so we, he really started using that as a, as a mode uh, or as a scenery in his work. And then we thought, well, you know, it, we can't just get Joe Schmo in here and start painting these really detailed shipwrecks, but what are some ways we could bring people in and they could have a more free approach to artwork and, and really loose painting style and be really creative. And that was through these fish. And so, um, so then we formed this idea of call for art for fish. So we did a whole summer long call for art. We had creation stations set up around town, the library over at the sanctuary. Uh, I think at the time at the chamber and um, we asked people to take a piece of paper and draw any fish they could imagine. So we got a pretty decent, you know, we got about 60 or 70 submissions for art out of that 13 of those fish were selected. And that's how Tony got the shapes for all those three-dimensional fish. So some are like really crazy whimsical. Some are more um, realistic to what you actually might find uh, here in our backyard. Um, but they all were the biggest thing. And people always ask me to, well, you know, those fish aren't in our waters. Why did you do? They look like tropical fish. That doesn't exist here. But we wanted something that exemplified the individual spirit of our community. Yeah. And, um, you know. We're not all smallmouth bass and we're not all walleyes. And so we wanted these really creative, exuberant, whimsical fish that really, you know, are kind of go back to who we are as individuals and we're all different. And so that's where the fish came from. And then we held these paint, we're fish painting workshops. Um, we were able to do that from not only support from the city, individual donors. We got great funds from the Michigan Humanities Council. They um, pitched in $15,000 to make those fish workshops happen. Uh, or the fish happen, I should say. And uh, people were able to come and spend a couple hours up in the loft. And Tony directed them and said, you know, you can paint it like this or paint it like this. Ultimately, it was up to the person how they wanted to do it. Um, and so that's why those fish were just bonkers in color and really exuberant and, and exemplified who we are. And uh, so then he spent, uh, boy, a big chunk of time sculpting those fish, got them painted. At the time, he was taking care of the mural, um, painting the shipwreck scenes and these bright colors of water. And then it would all come together as this, as this beautiful mural. So that took, gosh, maybe three years, ever since we had that one meeting, to having the fish completed. And then the whole beast of an installation took about another year. Um, so they're you know, going on four years now of this project. Um, and we knew installation was going to be tricky, but uh, Tony also has that great engineer mind. He's very mathematical. 
uses both sides of his brain really well. So he knew what needed to happen in order to support weight and to make sure the fish don't fall off and, and all that kind of thing. And so he designed it quite well. Um, and then this led to last year. So we did it in sections. He did a small portion, then it became winter. And then the, the spring summer came again of last year where he was able to put all the panels up. And then he finally got those last fish last fall. It was actually a year ago this time um, that the fish were up and we dedicated it. And it was great. Beautiful. And for lack of a I hate saying was, but it, it was. I, well, and I know. It just and, and flows I know out. My favorite thing about that whole experience was, was watching it grow before our right, eyes, right? right. And um, I caught wind of it right during the oh, major part. Oh, ouch. Such great words. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I caught wind of it um, right when during the fish painting. Is when I right, 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 right. And that's probably where it really got public. You yeah. Know? yeah. And mm -hmm. uh, I remember my wife and I really wanted to paint a fish, and it just didn't work out on our schedule. Sure, yeah. But um, so then – it grew and it's right. here. Right. And I think what we're going to do is we're going to take a break. So we're break. going to take Let's a to, we'll take a break here, break the segment, and we'll come back and then we'll continue. Awesome. Sounds good. So then, I don't know. Do we want to talk about it, or do we want to just say so then? It, I mean, we all know the articles yeah. were out there. Yeah, so, I, I think it's fine. Yeah. It, this is a, you know, it's a, it's a dark time, but it's a, but we're in the midst of it being rebuilt right now. Right. So, uh, Phoenix out of the ashes moment for us. So we'll we didn't want to see the winds caught. Right. Yeah, <laughs> people are going to catch wind of this podcast. Uh, I'll tell you that sometimes. <laughs> so, so, but the good news is today. I'm happily pivoting. So today was supposed to. Yeah. yeah. So this is crazy. I mean, so, you know, a year ago it, it fell and, uh, one, one year from, from the, that moment where we're already getting it back on the wall, which to me is just astronomical. If you think about, uh, the four or five years leading up to even having a, one piece on the wall that were that quick, um, the, mo I'll, I will talk a little bit about the day that it did fall because I, I made that phone call to Tony. I'm like, man, you know, Tony's an easygoing guy, our artist, for this. I'm just like, I don't know how he's going to take this. And if he doesn't want to be back in on it, we're done. We're screwed. You know, yeah. we could always put out another to other artists. Or, but, like, he definitely had the expertise on how this whole thing <coughs> breaks down. And um, without hesitation, he said, yes, I'm in 100%. Um, we just needed to figure out how were we going to get the resources to do so. Um, luckily for us, insurance came through and um, that expedited the whole entire process right there. So the nice thing about that is we didn't have to, even though, I mean, we had, you were one of them. We had, I had a hundred emails that day, phone calls, text messages, Facebook blowing up. What can we do to make it happen again? Um, please do another fundraiser. Um, but I just didn't want to do that. You know, I wanted to honor those that gave before. Right. So we did this whole, we did this whole, um, patronicity campaign, this crowdfunding campaign. We're like, I just don't want to do that because it kind of dishonors that money that was yeah. given before, you know, to say, well, you gave money, but can you give it again? All for the same reason. Um, and so that was so key to make sure we got that insurance money to make it happen again, because it made it all valid again, those donations valid again. And so those people that gave before municipalities, grants, individuals, uh, corporate businesses, um, we were able to, to honor that and say, Hey, 
you gave and we're going to make it happen again. And so um, once we had the word from Tony that he was in, we were like on it. And we just had to make sure that uh, we like the same idea. Do we still want to go in the same vein of making it community um, led, which was obvious because that's the whole, that was the whole mission, not only for loft, but the mural itself. And, um, and so we were able to get the wheels rolling. Tony had to come up and do a damage assessment and see what was still salvageable. What could I, what is just total scrap? Um, just so people know the panels themselves are four by eight sections and it's like a composite, I think it's a construction material, but it's like aluminum panel, super lightweight, but also sturdy, especially once he clear coats them. Um, so it's a great surface to paint on, super easy to to get into the wall because um, he builds a whole framework for it first. Um, and that same thing is happening. Tony is here as of this evening. And uh, so he's going to be spending the next seven or eight days with us putting all those panels back into place. So cool. Right. Right. Like, Amazing. Yeah. I cannot, it's supposed to rain tomorrow, which. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. I, well, of course. Yeah. You know, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I was just like, I knew, I mean, we text a little bit, so I knew yeah. kind of ahead of time that right. it was coming up, but I was like, I was telling you just to see Ugh. the wall. Being that first like, pan that goes up. Yeah. I don't know what we're going to have to do. Yeah. You got a fireworks guy. You well, gotta, uh, I don't know. I'll bring Brad down because Brad will cry. Okay. So perfect. Beautiful. News, All right. Brad's a cry. All right. It's, I'll bring no, my speakers but, uh, to play Mbop. We'll be yeah. right <laughs> Why is he playing this Why? song? This song? Oh, no. Right <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, super cool. Yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be great. Um, I remember, I think I've told you this a dozen times, but I haven't told my our listeners, so um, that my daughter absolutely loved that yeah. area. She loved that. Yeah. The mural, the, the sidewalk, just the whole vision you guys yeah. have for it. Yeah. And our, she goes down to college. Right. And... When that happened, she didn't hear it from me. She heard it from Facebook. Oh, and she probably called just, me. Oh, she just called me. It's like, oh, my God. Like, you have to let me know what's going on. And, of course, since I knew you, and you I always would text her a little bit. Like, hey, yeah. we're coming along. Right. And um, she's just a, just a static about right. the whole thing just because she likes it. And, of course, she's happy it's being rebuilt. Um, I remember she had a really good close friend of hers. She made a friend she made down there and she brought him up. Oh, yes, that's what it's about, right there. Right, she yeah. brought it. It's like, you got to see this thing, right. it's amazing. Yes, and she brought like she had this trip planned. Of course, the wall fell, right? So she was like, Well, she's walking by, like, this is kind of like, <laughs> this is where it sort of was. Yeah, yeah. This is but, could you, you know, imagine it? So, right. yeah. I, yeah, I know she wants to, right. to see it and all, but I mean, that's kind of your goal, right? Well, that's exactly, I was just going to tell a quick story about that because that's what we want. We want people to, I mean, we're still getting people in the gallery today um, that were here a year ago last summer. And they're like, oh my gosh, you guys took the mural down. Was it like a temporary thing? We brought friends up. We're like, and yeah. so we have to relive the whole story with them. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, oh, by the way, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but I think we even had, uh, I don't know the, the exact story, but they posted it on our Facebook. I could backlog and find it. But there was a couple from downstate that had um, some visitors from Africa actually visiting. And they were telling about this fish mural. And he was a big fanatic of art. And they're like, well, we have to drive up there. But I think they were like living in Detroit at the time. They're like, all right, well, let's go up there. So they drove the five hours, brought this this individual from Africa to see our mural. He's got his picture behind. I mean, it's awesome, you know. So it's really, it's one thing to be a work of art. And I keep learning this as, as I get into my career more often. I, I actually come from a teaching background out, out in Denver. I taught for eight years. Um, my wife and I were out there before we moved back to Alpena. Um, 
But what I'm finding out with artwork is that it's, it's great to be artwork and it's pretty on a wall, right? That's called art for art's sake. And, and, it's, and you have to beautify this wall, so what should we use as a piece of art? Um, what I think this mural does is it's um, the story behind it, right? Uh, so we wanted that to be, and I know this is a buzzword, but it, it really truly is a placemaking tool where as you, instead of saying, well, I'm at, you know, meet me at the corner of here or here, people are saying, well, meet me at the mural. And to me, when they're saying that, that's completely legitimizing why we're doing it, um, because we want that to be the gathering space that it should be. And it to me, it's so cool that art is doing that. Yeah, so. It definitely resonates with people, right? Right, I mean, right, right. Yeah. Something that I think is ultimately cool about it. Right. Um, so I guess let's take a quick glimpse into the future of it. Right. So, I mean, I know you – were you able to save the 3D fish? So there was um, five. Okay. We had 13 total, five were salvageable. There was the right side of the mural where um, it was pretty salvageable. The panels sort of, you know, I think what ended up it really being was one third of the whole mural was what will be going back up this week. Um, and uh, that was the salvageable part. The other two thirds were reconstructed from scratch. Um, so five fish were, were reclaimed and uh, eight fish are being Sculpted brand new, and that's where we need the community's help to yeah. do that. And those are, I feel like I'm repeating myself because we did a little video a while ago. We did, yeah, we did, part, yeah, quite yeah, expensive yeah. on it, but yeah, right. um, those, So, where can people find out more information? Right. So, obviously, we post on social media almost daily Instagram and Facebook. Uh, just search Art in the Loft to find our handle on that. Um, but we have a whole web page dedicated to the Community Mural Project. So if people just go to artintheloft.org, um, if they go under Community, it's under that tab, or uh, you'll find a little button on it on our homepage. Um, and I, I'm updating. I'm, I'm, it's really going to become a, a home for the update. I'm going to be snapping pictures of Tony putting up the mural. Uh, what's he doing in his studio? I've got a whole – he was so kind to make a – about a four-minute video of him and took us on a tour of his of his studio. The nice thing is, you know, when you get a redo, you always look at how you did it before. And so we always knew, like, oh, you know, the mural's up. We should have got Tony painting. We should have yeah. got pictures of him doing this and looking at his studio. And they're like, oh, we get to do all these things. Now. You should just take this thing time lapse. Well, that's what we're gonna. That's okay, what we yeah. want to do. Yeah. yeah. So I gotta go. I gotta talk to um, Mango's owner and uh, get a get a video in, in his window there up on yeah. top of his building. But um, yeah, we want to get the whole thing so we can see it going up panel by panel by panel. And uh, so, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. So that hub, that website is where everyone can find out, but just, you know, follow us on Facebook. You'll get it there too. So. Awesome. It'd be cool. Yeah. So when do you hope to have it all completed? So this is stage one yeah. of installation. Panels are done, done. And I want people to pay attention, if, especially if they saw it before. Um, and Tony will testify to this too, but, um, as a working artist himself, he, his style has changed. And so I think people are going to see that in these panels that go up, even though it still looks like what it did before. Mm -hmm. Um, one cool new feature is we have a, uh, new diver in the, in the mural. Di the previous mural had two divers, one from a distance and one kind of coming up from this mound of fish. Um, and he, he even said after he put it up, he goes, man, I wish I could change that diver. And uh, maybe someone heard him and that's why it fell. But so, but, uh, but he got his chance. And yeah. so we didn't want to just – before we like Google diver, you know. And, but he said you wanted to take it even more further into why it's a community mural. And we got a local person that's in, actually featured in the mural, which is so cool. 
She's going to hate that I say her name, but it's Stephanie Ganda from uh, Thunder Bay National Marine Sanctuary. Which is awesome. It's amazing. So she got some wonderful, beautiful shots of her underwater um, doing some of the various uh, shipwrecks that they do or tours that they do. And so that that diver, and it's, it's such a cool perspective because as a viewer, you're in the pocket park and you're looking at the mural, but... Stephanie is literally looking right back at you from the mural itself. Right. So it's kind of got this cool duality of it. And uh, so it takes it even more home of being a, a hometown type project. That's awesome. Yeah. So I think we'll take a break from the mural. Great. And then um, I know we've talked about some of the things uh, recently that you guys have done to bring people. I know we mentioned at the beginning of the pod, some of the community outreach you guys do yeah. here. I know you um, Worked closely with Pied Piper, the high yeah. school, and a mm-hmm. couple different things. So, uh, why don't you just briefly All right, yeah. talk a little bit about that, and then we'll move to the red exhibit that's coming up. Here. Awesome, so, love it. Yeah. yeah. So, I got to first of all, it's, it's our flagship um, education program because we're now starting its eighth year. And so, if you think about our in the loft being around, this is its sixteenth uh, year, seventeenth year. Sorry, um, this program has been around for almost half the time we've been around, um, and that's the Ready Set Create program. This was part of a larger scheme of programs that were part of the Ready, Set, Recreation, which at the time had, and it still does, Ready, Set, Swim, which I know is uh, a big thing over at the pool. Uh, Ready, Set, Creates in there. Then it used to have like Ready, Set, Skate and Serve and a tennis thing and all this kind of, unfortunately, those have dwindled just because it was getting too many students out of their classrooms. That's what we were hearing. Um, But the nice thing, and I think it's a testament to the program, um, you know, Ready, Set, Swim has its longevity because Kids got to learn how to swim in Alpena. That's just fact of life. Um, but Ready, Set, Create is the other longest program. And you're thinking a uh, recreational art program is is one of the longest running uh, Ready, Set programs. To me, that's just amazing. It speaks volumes of our community. speaks volumes of the um, Alpena Youth and Recreation Millage um, that helps support that. And that they find it and our community finds it important to get our kids hands-on in arts um, up in our facility. So that program brings every single fourth grader in Alpena Public Schools, every single homeschool group, uh, Pied Piper as well. They get two groups that up here and um, all the parochial schools, Emmanuel Lutheran, All Saints, um, they come up. So the, tally those all together, it's about 400 kids that come through that program and not a single dime out of their pocket except for their amazing time that they donate back to us to allow them to be up here. So we pay for their transportation to come through. Um, again, this is supported by our members and sponsors. The the millage that was just passed, uh, again, this last August, which was huge for, for that program, but many programs throughout, throughout the city. Um, and that is taught by Brooke Stevens. And she's been doing, out of those eight years, she's been doing about seven and a half of those, or seven of those. So she's uh, an amazing, talented teacher, and those kids just love her. So they're up here for four weeks, about two hours each time. And um, we have Besser, two Besser schools right now, and Emmanuel Luther. They're on the docket. So they're in here on Wednesdays and Thursdays. What do you see with how it changes kids or what it right. means to kids? Right. Um, probably the biggest thing, and actually this is with our REACH program too. What we're seeing is um, kids get excited, even though, man, we wish it just could be longer. With Ready, Set, Create, they're here for four weeks. Um, reach the here for me anywhere between seven and 12 weeks, depends on the funding at the time. Um, but they, and we've heard it from teachers, we've got emails from, from parents, but they wake up and they ask, is it a ready, set, create day? Is it a reach day? And they're, they're like so pumped to be to school, right? 
especially that high school group. And I'll talk about reach real quick. But so reach is uh, recognize everyone's abilities and creative hearts. And uh, what we want to do is build some life skills because what we're doing is we're hitting those transition kids that in the high school, they might be anywhere between 18 and 24 years old. And so when they're done, they're kind of done, right? They're not, uh, they're, they, they, they will get services through community mental health and things like that. But we want to give them something that, you know what, gosh darn it, let's put something on their resume that they could actually go out and do something with. Um, and so we're giving them those, those kitchen skills. What does it mean to be um, like a server or a busboy in a restaurant so that Eric gets heavily involved from downstairs? He does a whole tour of his restaurant. And he always stresses to those kids, um, the chef is equally as important as the busboy uh, when you're running a restaurant. And so for them to hear that from a true professional and running a business, it's, it's really important. And so one amazing success story out of reach is that, uh, well, two, I'll, I'll be brief, but one was, um, a student was extremely struggling junior high. Um, and he just didn't want to read, had no motivation to read, um, and then he got enrolled in, in REACH through his, through his school. Um, and, the th- and the problem with, with, with that, too, is if they're not finding successes in the school, um, then they're kind of giving up in other areas, too. You know, it, it can stem from as simply as not being able to read to then getting in behavioral issues and things like that. So he all of a sudden was finding a success in here where he was reading the recipes for the – and my mom developed this, this curriculum for it um, – finding – where he could read, what does it mean to be a quarter cup of this or to mix and, and saute in a pan? And he could read those phrases. And so we started stringing that together. Um, by the time he was at the end of this, where the parents came and we, they cooked a meal for their parents at the end of the 12 weeks, um, his dad came up to my mom and said, I have to tell you that never once in my life has my son told me to take me to the library. But he did that week prior because he wanted to check out cookbooks. So... To us, I mean, is that an amazing success story for that? Yeah. Um, and as simply as just spending that that kind of individual time, um, I mean, the schools are great. Don't get me wrong, but sometimes you got to get out of that setting to really find what it is that you can do successfully. Um, and then the other one was a uh, real exuberant kid. Um, just don't know if he would have been able to put it all together uh, for for a job, but he put Reach on his resume for uh, to work at McDonald's, and he got to tell the whole story of what Reach is. And that so connected with the manager there that they, they hired him. I thought that was That's, just, isn't that crazy? Awesome. I know. So, you know, what's I've been, I've had the luxury of working with some groups that have stories similar to yours yeah. within United Way. Oh, yeah, and I always definitely. sit there and when I hear them, I always think, you know, like, for example, we just had that last millage. Yeah. And while it passed <clears throat> pretty easily right. beforehand, you're nervous because you're like, oh my gosh, if we, if the rec grand doesn't go, <laughs> literally nothing will happen. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> and I always think if, if people could hear the stories you tell, and you, Lord knows that you're just one of the. Oh, the, I'm, I'm a drop in the bucket. Yeah, right, right, yeah. touches so many different yeah. people and lives. Yeah. But when you hear those stories, it lets people know really how important those right. those grants are. Right. And the same thing happens to me with United Way. We go to these coffee break meetings like every other month. And I had to listen to these agencies tell these mm, stories. Right. And I always said, if I could take these moments and share them with everybody else out there, right. it becomes a no-brainer. Like yeah. People just automatically want to help. I mean, and yeah. when I say help, I don't mean write a check. I mean, sometimes right. it's simply donating some time oh, yeah. you know, yeah. and doing a lot of different yeah. ways. And um, 
sometimes it's just simply a mere share on Facebook yeah. that hits a person that never seen it before. Exactly. And then all of a sudden it echoes through. Yep. So, um, yeah, the carryover can have a huge impact. Yeah. So, so I find a lot of similarities too. And, and I know you've seen this too with Brad Summers over at like boys and girls club, for example. I mean, the programs like this, and maybe we're, we're getting a voice for it because we're being active in our community. But I think it's important for people to know that through places like United way or the rec millage, um, or very, I mean, I mean, our community is by one of the most giving generous communities I've ever been a part of. Yeah. Um, and I think it resonates with people that we're trying to make a difference through these experiences with our youth, especially because they're the ones that are going to in turn uh, leading, leading our community. Yeah. So. Yes. The future, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, we could go on a whole, I mean, <laughs> long there's lots right, more. Right. so let's talk about all this awesome red work that you Let's have in, front of, cool. in front of us. So, um, you, that old, that start the old, uh, registration or wherever you yeah. were accepting works when right so this was from uh it's like beginning of july through the beginning of september i think three weeks ago we cut it off something like that um so like two full months we were accepting artwork under this theme uh of red and to backtrack a little this is our third annual uh juried art exhibit um and just how it's different. So like our regular seasons, we have our professional seasons. It's called Winterview and Summerview. Those are also juried artists, but they're not being juried in on a certain theme. They're being juried in on the quality of their work and can you exhibit and, and the price of the work and, and is it sellable and all this kind of stuff. But a juried art exhibit that, that this one is unique because it's one month and it has a very specific theme. So is it, it's how is the artist, they're being juried in on how the artist is exemplifying that theme. And so our first show uh, three years ago was black and white. And then we moved into more of a, I don't know what you want to call it, more abstract thought was Forgotten Spaces. Um, awesome show as well. And then this year we're back to kind of in the color scheme and we're with red. And with that, the stipulation, all mediums accepted, painting, sculpture, jewelry, um, textiles, photography, ceramics. I mean, and you're seeing it with the artwork too. Um, at least 50% of the artwork has to be made up of red and all the shades that are underneath that too. So from the dark maroons to the bright pinks and to everything in between. And, uh, and we open it up on October 4th and we have 77 pieces accepted in. We had well over a hundred, um, uh, come in. So our, our juror who's from the Bay city area and we've partnered up with um, them before, but studio 23, the executive director there, her name's Tara Welch. She actually has some Alpina connections that we'll find out more about at, when the show opens. But um, she juried those in, and, uh, you know, she called me up. She's like, wow, this is tough. <laughs> you know, yeah. this is, I want to let them all in. Yeah. It's like, well, no, you got to pare down. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but when we open it up, you're going to see over 75 of these pieces come up. And uh, we always think that these shows, not that our other shows don't have it, but it's kind of got that wow factor because you come off the elevator or off the stairs and you're like, whoa. So you can see the theme right away. And I think how, how impactful the color red is, it's going to be very noticeable as soon as you get off. So. Just coming out of the elevator and you have right. 20 pieces of work. Right, that's all right, right, right. I was like, oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. I said you're ready. So I know. Like, um, <laughs> and when is the opening? Is it open to the public? So it's open to the public. It's, we, we are free. Uh, we, you know, we're always free, but we want people to come up, especially that night of October 4th. It's a Thursday, so that's a, what a week from this upcoming Thursday. Yes. Um, and uh, we're gonna have live music. We're, 
Lee Kitzman, Chris Crown will be killing it up here as usual with their, their blues. They asked if they could wear purple shirts. I'm like, well, that's fine, but it's a red show. But they, it's a red show and they play the blues. And so they wanted to wear purple. I was like, I, I like it. I was like, all right, I get you I get guys. It. I get I you get guys. It. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we do a cash bar. We have Tara Welch, the, the um, juror, talking about her selections and why she selected those. Uh, but we're going to be bringing some attention to, kind of to some other things, too. We're working closely with Paige Trisco over at ACC, and she's a yoga instructor. And, um, and we're going to have a whole station set up here about the Red Sand Project, which brings light to um, the issue of human trafficking. And so we're going to have that night of, we're going to have little bags of red sand that people can take. And what you do with that is you do kind of a performance piece outside of the walls, mm-hmm. and you take that red sand and you fill cracks in sidewalks because those are the people that slip through the cracks. So hopefully we're seeing on October 5th, we're going to see red sand everywhere throughout town. Awesome. Don't worry. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's safe for nature and, um, it'll, it'll wash away. It's actually a natural sand. It's not dyed red. It's actually found with this color. It's brilliant. Um, but we want everyone to take home a small bag of red sand and find those cracks outside the walls and, and create their own art pieces too. So super cool. Right. Yeah. Um, let's see here. I was going to tell you something about the, Oh, how long does it go? Oh, yeah. So yeah. it's about a month long. It goes till November 8th. Okay. It ends actually um, on the night of our um, annual fundraiser. And uh, we'll have more talk about with that later. But um, right now it's kind of all about red and, and showcasing those red artists. So, And we get a great response. People from all over the state. Yeah. Um, even in Forgotten Spaces last year, we had pieces brought in from like California, some from Pennsylvania. It's crazy. I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. But I think that in, in some people are like, well, if you want to feature your local artists, which we do in all of our other seasons, but I think it's important to see for our local community, see outside art as well. So yeah. I think that's all about that. So, yeah. Um, I think it was uh, Jeff Mindock when he came on our podcast okay. about yeah. how important it was to be able to take things that are showcasing talent that's in Alpena. Right. But at the same time, give out of Alpita experiences exactly. and be able to give those to yeah. for members of our community. Right. So, I mean, when you live 99 miles from a freeway, you got to do that, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> All right. Well, that kind of wraps up that whole thing, off, which wow. I know is a lot. And I appreciate the time to do it. Oh, though. No, like, I, yeah. And um, Lord knows, I feel like I can have you on again, like when you're, because your annual dinner is amazing. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. it's fun. That's and fun, then yeah. of course, by then you'll have the winter exhibit going on. Exactly. So, like, yeah. Um, We'll see if we could work some uh, for that. Yeah. And then uh, but right now we're going to segue our top five, which is top five dad jokes. Yes. Looking forward to this one. So this is going to be. I hope you guys will entertain me. I kind of want to do something. Yeah. And I hope that's okay. So well, all right. Okay. We'll take a break and then right. we'll come back and start that. All right. Cool. All right, that was our episode for tonight. Well, I guess Steve, want to get us an update on celebrate from last week? Yeah, so mm-hmm. celebrate's done. Um, thank everybody that came out. Uh, we had about three hundred people there. That's incredible. And on uh, a Wednesday night, on a Wednesday night, um, <laughs> we raised. So far, our tallies is right about twenty-two thousand seven hundred fifty-three dollars, counting. So. Um, hopefully that'll go up a little bit. I think we're waiting for a couple more sponsor checks to arrive. Other than that, um, seems like everything went really well. Thank everybody for the help. Thank Brad for staying late and helping clean up. Oh, that's the Stacey. worst part of a fundraiser, man. Well, you know, clean up. I was trying to figure out a way to do this. I was going to do like Facebook posts 
because there was like five people that I felt just went above and beyond. At least, you know, when you're in when you're in that moment, you're right. just like dealing with it all. And like Brad was one of the first ones because not only volunteered, but he stayed and cleaned it up. It's great. And him and State's Carnager both did that. And awesome. it meant a lot to me because it's really easy just to leave, you know. Right. And I get it, but he's awesome, so I'm not surprised by it. Um, well, I've done it the past two years. I, and I, my time. It was actually an obligation. <laughs> um, let's see who else was there. Oh, Aaron Flick. Oh. So Aaron Flick every year comes and sets up the computer downstairs for the, from the United Way. It takes it from the office. Gets it on the right wireless thing or whatever needs to be done so we can run all those credit card transactions. And then he makes sure that everything gets back upstairs and that they have all their computers and everything all set up again. Um, something that I definitely couldn't do. And right. the, the people there don't know how to do it. Right. And he just literally locks in and it's just like, <laughs> yeah, and then it's done. So, um, and he does it every year in the same way where I'm like, I call him last minute. And I'm like, Hey, so now we just have a standing agreement that right. I do this. He's going to show up at five o'clock and just do it. Um, and then really last, but definitely not least, um, Christy Johnson made a punch out game that was friggin' fantastic. Man, uh, I saw, unfortunately, I could not be there that night, but I saw pictures and that went crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it sold out, so that was awesome. Um, we charged $20 a punch, and you know, it, we had 48 spots, so you do fundraisers all the time. Right. So it's neat when, first of all, we had different people around the community all club certificates of different amounts, mm -hmm. and then I think we were able to keep like 66% of them okay. had a prize, and some of them it. So, um, but you know, you were able to do that, and then you know, um, I watched her put that thing together, I watched her bring it in, I watched her wrestle with it, and then, <laughs> um, what was the quality of the punch? Was it a, was it an I, easy well, or was it a let me tell you? Well, that hurt my person. Okay. All right. I can tell you at one point I was on stage to get ready to go up and introduce Bruce. And while I was standing there waiting for the um, Randy and Chris to finish their song, somebody played the punch-out game and it hit it so hard that it scared me. It made me jump. <laughs> and it held the, the structural integrity. Wow, nice. Everything held up. I feel engineering. Yep. Um, just really phenomenal work. Um, so my tip off my hat to her. But here on May, I played board which was amazing. Cool. It was like eight feet. Um, but that was cool. Did it have so, the sound that Plinko has? That a little be, bit. The problem was it was just such a big room that like... Oh, it got muted out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I mean, it did. It's the best part um, of Plinko. Yeah, and the best thing about everything is um, there's room to prove, right? Right. So I don't know. I'll be honest. I don't know if we're doing it again next year, but if we do, we definitely can improve on it. And if not, then... Then we were going out on an awesome year. Yeah. yeah, so um, thank everybody from volunteers to sponsors to donors and then even the people that attended and all the helpers. So that's that. That's all I really have to that's all I have to really say about that. <laughs> it was a fun event. Yeah. It was something new because the past few years I was a poorer and now I was selling fifty fifty, so it was nice. I've Justin and I text, just like you and I text. And the thing I told Justin was, everyone knows where I were there. Everyone knows we're raising money for United Way. So right. the first thing I always want people to do when they, and you just made my whole day, is it was fun. When people tell me it was fun, right. and I know I accomplished my goal. <clears throat> I mean, everyone already knows there you're there to raise money. Right. So that right. becomes almost a secondary thing. I really wanted 
people to come out and have a good time and right. socialize. And that's why you know right. you make these ridiculous games and people kind of look at them like, what? what are you doing? You know, but really that's what it's about. It's to go out and have fun and, you know. Well, really, thumb, it should be work for those you're putting it on, not work for those attending. As yes, well, you know, so. exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so what do you guys got going on this weekend? Uh, this weekend, I've, I'm volunteering for the Mike Pulaski Color Run at the Fairgrounds. Those are fun. It's my coworker Amy, our guest last year, is put, last week is putting it on. So I'm going to volunteer for that, and then I'm going to pour for three hours at the Sunrise Suds Beer Festival. This what time is the race? Uh, starts at 10, registration's at 9. Awesome. Fairgrounds. What do you have going on this weekend? Well, we're definitely hitting up the Sunrise Suds. Yep. We were out of town last week or last year, okay. so uh, this will be our first year experiencing it. Eric says get the VIP ticket, so that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. I am barbacking, which I have not done in a long time. Allison's gonna pour awesome. a second shift, and I'm gonna barback, which at the time I, and if you're listening to this, hopefully we'll turn it out fast. Um, he needs barbacks for the second shift. He oh. doesn't have any. I was the only person that volunteered. It's a lot of running around. It's but, a lot of running around. Um, so, and those of you who don't know what barbacking is, all you're doing is stocking beer for the vendors. Right. What you're so they have stuff to pour. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's about it. Um, if I don't have to work, which sounds like I'm going to, um, I'd be at the race. And then we're doing the, the Sunrise Side Beer Festival. And then Sunday, of course, we're having a cutthroat game of putt putt. Obviously. So it's going down. Yeah. Putt putt Punisher is already on the trophy. So winner gets it tattooed on their back. <clears throat> oh my gosh. That's amazing. <laughs> I probably wear that. So. <laughs> well, um, thank you for coming by. I appreciate this, guys. It's awesome. You guys do good stuff. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Um, where can people find out more information about the stuff? Uh, Art in the Loft Facebook, Instagram, website, artintheloft.org, awesome. or email me, director at artintheloft.org. Awesome. Um, and then your jury art starts? October 4th. Awesome. It's free reception, uh, 6 to 8 that night, Thursday, October 4th. Um, I already can tell you just from the artists that are going to be here, we're going to have well over 100, 200 people. Um, but get down here and, uh, it's going to be a one of a kind experience, those, especially those opening nights. So, so yeah, I don't think we can talk about it, but I do have a piece in. So, oh, how did we skip that? <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen, Steve Jacobs has a piece in this show. So but did two last year. Yeah. And you know, the last year, to talk about last year, nice Brad. the one, <laughs> the one that I thought was going to sell for certain didn't. And the one that I didn't think. Right. When? Did. Yeah, no. yeah. That's weird. Huh? Yeah. I mean, that's article, right? Like. Uh, it'll vary. Yeah, you, you totally never think. know. Yeah, you never, never ever know. So, yeah. But no, I'm excited. It's my item that you know is very red. Like I went very red. You you took the you went there. Yeah. So and then um, other than that, next week, Mark, Mark Jacobs, Jacobs, which I haven't contacted. Ooh, Mark, so I need Mr. Mark it. Jacobs. Talk about a stand-up citizen. Um, he'll greet you with a handshake, and then it always was one of those handshakes that it's not awkward with him, but always goes to a hug. So. But yeah. And I love people like that. Yeah. He's <laughs> a great guy. Uh, he does a lot now. So hopefully he'll find I think he's coaching um, every sport now in, yeah, I, I in Northeast Michigan. Yeah. 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 I, last I knew, was, <laughs> I just think they were actually um, – it was just uh, the ping pong team wasn't an official. Right, but he took it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, competing. Uh, yeah, so, um, <laughs> and then after that, um, I think it's Matt Cameron. Yeah. So, so we Tall go, dude. We go Mark 20, Jacobs. 29. Matt Cameron. And then number 30, guess. our special Woo! guest. Because we've been trying, 30 is a big deal. Supposedly, by the time you hit 30, 
you find your groove, you are who you are. That's a good point, yeah. And uh, that's a secret guest as of right now. Secret guest. Wow. So, all righty. All right. Well, thanks, thanks for coming by, Justin. Thank you guys both. Well, thank actually, you. thanks for having us. Yes. Yeah, for those that didn't catch the live feed, we are in the Loft Culinary Arts Center. And it is amazing. And those of you who haven't, come on out October 4th. Yep. Check out our, obviously the art, but we come go. by the kitchen and check it out. Yeah, we got lots of classes, uh, especially go on the website. Um, if you're looking for a niche on how to make a certain thing for the holidays or whatever, we got all that. So. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for listening. All right, now we're going to move on to our top five list, top five dad jokes. <clears throat> Excited about this one since I found out this is what we're going to do. This so is good. I guess Justin wanted to do something with this. So we're well, gonna... I do, we could do the top five, or maybe we should do like, maybe we should hold that out and be a little well, we'll dramatic. down, like we normally do. All right. If you wanted to say, I'm going to do my best ones, or at least my personal ones as I go, but we're trying to do this without laughing. That's the goal. That's the goal. And whoever laughs well, the least. People, yeah, laughs the least. I don't know. But, <laughs> I like it. Let's do yeah. it. Okay. All right. This can be tough. My number five. What did Ja Rule say to the police chief when he called him? <laughs> it's murder. Any hip hop heads should know that one. So. I like that one. I see what you did there with that one. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mine. I have to laugh. I'm sorry. Is, <laughs> mine is, uh, since I'm from Korea, it's oh. Korean related. Okay, good. I like that. So I started a new job in Seoul next week. I'm hoping it's going to be a good Korea move. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That's, that's yep. number five. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Boy, if that's number five, yeah. what is number one? Number one is amazing. Wow. Great. Wow. All right. I got – here's my five. Uh, why can't T-Rexes clap their hands? Because they are extinct. Hmm. Wow. Hmm. <laughs> I'm going to laugh at that one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Number four. That's a point for Steve. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. Steve, that's... Yeah, I couldn't... All right. I laughed at Ja Rule. Gosh darn it. I'm actually going to keep track. Of that. Yeah. That's right. All right. Number four. <clears throat> what concert costs 45 cents? 50 cent featuring Nickelback. Oh, no. Oh, no. I knew Nickelback was involved in that somehow. Cause I knew 50 cent was, but I don't know how you were going to take away five cents. Wow. Glad I watched these dad joke videos. <laughs> Number I have four. some other ones. Right, 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 right. Number four. I don't know why Marvel hasn't tried to put advertisements on the Hulk. He's essentially a giant banner. Mm-hmm. Very witty. Yep. Very witty. Yep. See how you got that? That's my number four. You should know that one of these questions I told Allison four times. Not. And she's not doing it. Yeah. She, and then finally, like, after I just gave up, and then she's like, oh, okay. I got that last I got one. It. I get yeah, it. yeah, yeah. So. Sometimes you got to say it a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. <clears throat> all right. Here's my number four. Uh, 
Boy, I was addicted to the hokey pokey, but I turned myself around. <laughs> that one's bad. <laughs> it oh. is. They're dad jokes. They're so, dad jokes. So bad, it's good. It's like candy for the soul. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is. All right, number three. How did people apologize back in the day? Hmm, how? Through remorse. Through remorse code. Wow. Just, you see, that's a play on the word remorse. What I'm impressed with so far, we haven't repeated any questions yet. That is shocking, Our actually. Because I'm sure we all went into the same kind of same pool. I'm sure so, of it. Like, I'm sure of it. The fact that I was, I really wanted to send you mine, so that way we were going to... Well, don't worry. Watch. I have a page and a half of backups. Yeah, so. but the thing about <laughs> it is, is that, like, I didn't want to, like, lose the whole, like, first time reading it back. Right. Because I'm sure it still might happen. Right. So I had a, a high filter on the one we selected, though, so many people. <laughs> I think we all have different humors. What noise does a 747 make when it bounces? <laughs> Boeing, Boeing, Boeing. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> I laughed. I'm sorry. That, that sucks. <laughs> I laughed. <laughs> I know. Wow. Uh, this is my number three? Yep. All right. <clears throat> Why do uh, chicken coops only have two doors? Because if they had four, they would be a chicken sedan. That's oh for you, God. Steve. That's a car joke. That's for you, Steve. That was my number two. Oh, no. <laughs> stop it. I have, but I have so many more here. That... All right. All right. As long as you got a backup. I don't have any backup, so the only person that can't have one is me. But I would be all right if because my last two are so good that okay. if you guys also have them. That's all right. It's it's, that's how it should be. They're, right. they're that good. They're that good. Number two, butter bear. Mm. I'm going to go with, what did the grape say to the blueberry? Huh. You better breathe before you die. <laughs> okay, so if you watch these YouTube things, it's all, they always like, it's about delivery, right? Yeah. Brad had amazing delivery. Very good he delivery. looked at, he actually looked me right into my yeah. soul and... And now I have three points. So, <laughs> when I tell this number two, I think of Brad saying it. Okay, because he's very—it's kind of a dry one, and Brad's got some dryness to him, so it works well. I couldn't tell. My friend keeps saying, "Cheer up, man! It could be worse. You could be stuck underground in a hole full of water." I know he means well. <laughs> got him! Wow. Brad on the board. That's the where Alice was like, huh? Okay. <laughs> you knew it. Wow. <laughs> I get it. Well, I got that. Remember that joke you said yeah. eight jokes ago? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. Oh, I'm so nervous about my number one. My number one I'm really that was all number two as well. Oof. Yeah. Wow. All right. Number two. <clears throat> the cashier asked me in the grocery store. Uh, would you like the milk in a bag, sir? I said, uh, no, just leave it in the carton. I saw that one, and I didn't think of it. Mm. And now I'm getting nervous because we're starting to – you're right, rarefied air. Rarefied air. The cream rises to the top, mm -hmm. so now All right. so, I'm nervous. I laughed at this one way too hard when I first heard it. But did you hear about the midget fortune teller who killed his customer? He's a small medium at large. Oh man! Oh, that 
like, okay. don't tell me that was No, it. no, well, I'm okay. just excited that Brad didn't have my same number one. Oh, okay, so gotcha, all right. Means... My number one is different as well, so. It's good. That was pretty good. My number one that was pretty good. dad joke. <clears throat> my son asked me why Luke was climbing inside a tauntaun, and I replied to keep warm. He then asked me, well, how warm is it inside there? And I replied, lukewarm. <laughs> Star Wars. Yep. Wow. I got, I got bonus points for working a Star Wars joke into it. Casey Sussman would appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Congratulations on both your number ones, by the way. I appreciate them both. All right. <clears throat> Here we go. Uh, so you're American when you go into the bathroom, and you're American when you come out, but do you know what you are while you're in there? European. European. That's a good one, too. Those are both. Both of those I saw, and I had them on my... They were on the... They made the cut. Yes. But not the, the final cut. No. I'm a nerd at heart, so anything that I can get nerdy with... It's pretty good. So. I mean, I've got a, I've got a page of honorable mentions, but um, you can hit that, one or two. I'm alright with that. You want to? Yeah. Well, I was gonna hit this. You guys go ahead because I don't have any. So. All right. I won't go through the whole page, but go ahead, Brad. If you want to go through the whole page, go ahead. <laughs> I'm down for it. That parents, could be good, actually. It could be good. My parents were over for dinner last night, and they were looking at these, and their favorite one was, "What kind of bees make milk?" Boobies. Oh, boobies. I knew it, too. Oh, I knew it. I <laughs> uh, just see your dad reading that one. See, that's a good one because it's yeah. funny and it's about boobs. Yeah. So. <laughs> so did you hear about the guy named He who fell down a flight of stairs? He be tripping. <laughs> wow. Uh, my girlfriend's a sniper, but she loves me. You know how? She says she missed me. <laughs> what's the first thing the taxi driver said to the wolf werewolf I want wish I had a sock to throw here right now that one, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> get off the stage <laughs> what do you call a 600 pound dad that is one cup, cupcake away from exploding pops mm -hmm. uh, and I have a really in, inappropriate one so just I had to kind of, yeah, I had to, I, I wondered if we was that kind of show. It couldn't be. It can be, but so far it hasn't been. All right. I mean, if you want to take it there, you can. No, I, I won't. I, I filtered those out. All right, fair enough. <clears throat> uh, a man is washing the car with his son, and the son asks, uh, Dad, can't you just use a sponge? Because he was with his son. Got it. Everyone. For Allison, um, the dad was washing his car <laughs> physically with his son. Okay. So there you go. <laughs> oh, she's ready. I don't even understand. What are you talking about? How did I become the point of all this? No, no, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, I used to have a job at a calendar factory, but I got the sack because I could, took a couple days off. So, oh, yeah. Boo. This one actually should have been in my top just because I'm a huge fan of this. But uh, this morning, Suri said... Don't call me Shirley. I accidentally left my phone in airplane mode. Should have made my top five. That, I saw that one, and that one <laughs> is so 
like perfect. It is. It's it's actually quite perfect. Yeah, I know. When I was doing some of my advertisements for Celebrate, I would sneak little small things in, like, and everyone's right. I was like, "What is that?" And I'm like, "It's just for the random person that would read it and go." Oh, I get that. Oh, I got that and one. And it's just like those little morsels yeah. you just kind of tuck out there. It's like a Reader's Digest quality <laughs> yeah. kind and of joke. 99% of people ride by and they blow right through it. Right. And that one person You're like, like, oh my goodness gracious. Took it home. so amazing. Took it home. Yeah. I'll end on one because I'm the kind of, this is me as a dad. Totally. Oh, I got a haircut. Oh yeah. I got them all cut. You know, that kind of joke. Mm-hmm. But this one, this is in that vein, right? So, uh, how many apples grow on a tree? All of them. So that's how we're going to end that. <laughs> that was fun. We could that do a so, whole show on that. Yeah, we really right? could. Right. That almost, if you come back, we'll have to do it. Again no, no, part two. Because, right? like, yeah, I mean, yeah. this could be, actually probably be everyone's favorite part. You never know. So could be. Maybe everyone has to come. We've had, come had, to the table with a dad joke. Well, we've had a lot of. Uh, I'll be honest, in self-reflection, I think we've had some weak top fives lately. So, like, mm. uh, this was a good top five. All I was right. really excited about it. For those of them telling at home, I lost. I was definitely right. You're, we got uh, Brad to crack on one or two. Well, yeah, he was a steel trap over here, though. Yeah, he's and, uh, very stoic when he wants to be. Unless you put a Hallmark commercial in front of him. And it's just done. That's my mom. Stop that, right? So uh, we'll end this segment. We'll come back and then we'll talk about uh, what we got going on this weekend and anything else we want to just kind of close out. Great, sound good? Sounds good. Beautiful.